Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Galinsky and Dr. Dennis Becker. You know, Robin, every time I hear our theme song, it makes me think about something different. And this week, it's making me think about our media moment that we're going to introduce to our friends a little bit later on. It's perfect. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Dennis Becker, and this is my friend and colleague, Robin Kalinsky. And we're here today to be talking about manipulation in a slightly different way that we have been over the past couple of shows. But uh, Robin, hello. Welcome. It's the truth is everybody manipulates. One way or another. Right. And actually, it's a good point that the book actually, although it's to prevent you from being the target of manipulation, mm-hmm. it does have the effect of creating self-awareness about when one manipulates. It's and a- that screen you saw at the beginning of the show, that's the cover for our book, in case you're wondering what book we're talking about. It's called, I think I have one. Wait, I have one right here. This is the one we're talking about. If you haven't seen it or heard of it yet, that's what we're talking about, manipulation. But the real thing here is protecting yourself in real time. That's what we're really concerned about. Not just what manipulation is and how it happens and why do they get into that and so forth. No. Well, it's about later on cleaning up all the damage when you realize a little too late that you have been manipulated. So why we wrote this book, why we're doing all of this with you is to help you protect yourself in real time, as it's happening to you, and prevent it from happening to you, even though you may currently be feeling like a target, we're going to show you how to get rid of that. That's what all this is all about with us. So we're we're delighted that you're joining us today. And each time we have a live stream, we do a podcast, we focus on something a little bit different about manipulation, but it's always designed to help you be more self-aware and find out what you can do to protect yourself from being manipulated as it is happening. Not later, the next day in the morning. No, as it's happening, what can you do? And there you are standing and it's going on. So we're talking about that today. Now, uh, today in specific, we want to talk about something that we've mentioned several times in the book and on the air here. So maybe you remember it. If you haven't heard before, we're saying that the truth is you cannot even experience manipulation without communication. In other words, the chief tool that manipulators use against you is communication. I want to add something to that. Communication and the various ways in which it happens to you. And uh, we're going to focus on one specific part. Robin, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Well, I want to add to that. It it takes another thing. Yes, it cannot happen without communication. It also requires you to be complicit. And this is the part where you're personally responsible for being manipulated. What does that mean? I mean, that sounds like if I'm being manipulated, it's my fault. I did so. What does that mean, complicit? It means you have to go along with it. You have to allow it in order for it to take place. But if you don't now, even know it's taking place, you know, exactly. Know what... Well, that's part of what we're helping with, right? Identifying it, identifying the tactics when, and, and the tactics, there's many 24 that we've identified that are in the book, but they switch and they can be used more than one tactic at a time. They, they do, come up they very will. swiftly, very insidiously, and some of the tactics feel oh so good. 
that you don't want them to stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very true. So, so complicit doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with it and you're going along with it. You're, although in some way you are, if you're not aware enough to know what's happening. And that's, of course, what we're trying well, to help it, you I, realize. That's a good point, Dennis. In the beginning, perhaps you're being complicit in an unknowing way. Yeah, yeah. But there yeah. comes a point at which there are too many red flags and too many alarm bells where you have to consciously become complicit. There's a turning point in almost all of these relationships. Why? Because if uh, of somebody who's trying to have ultimate control and really trying to manipulate another person, it gets they you get in deeper and deeper and deeper, and the cost is greater and greater and greater. And typically, it starts out seeming really wonderful, the love bombing or the honeymoon phase. It could be with a job as well. And then at some point, it's like a switch is flipped, and you see another side because a manipulator has a mask on. So then they then they they revert to the other darker tactics. And then usually at that point, when that happens, you're already in too deep to get out. And at that point, what a lot of people do, and I'm speaking very generally, but what a lot of people do is they already have too much at stake, whatever that is. They've gone public with the relationship. They've invested in it, time, money, or energy, or chill to have children with this person or whatever it is. And then they start to become very conscious of being complicit. They have to work at it. They have to sell themselves on it and ignore things and not look at things and then amplify other things that were maybe just normal things, but no, this is amazing that they did that. And they just, they, so they do this mind game with themselves in order to keep subjecting themselves to it. And this can go on for sometimes literally years. It can go on for a lifetime. It can go on for a long, long time. So we're trying to help all of you. If you're there to recognize that you're there, how to prevent it from happening again today, tomorrow, tonight. And for those who are watching, to help you to be perhaps more self-aware that it could be going on around you. So take responsibility, though, for your role in it. It does. And there's a lot to this. I mean, that's why we're here for the long run. And we'll be, be with you time after time. And we love having questions from you. So please feel free to put something in the chat and let us know what it is we can help you with. And if we don't get to you while we're on the air, we'll literally be responding to you. So send us your address and whatever you can, you're comfortable doing, we will respond to you. didn't mean address. He, you can go to the website, Outwit in real yeah. time, and contact us. I don't want to know your address. I mean, he's, got a, he's got a side hustle with data sharing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Gee whiz. Oh, my goodness. So, well, look, let's talk about this thing that we, we, fo- we want to focus on today, Robin. And it's the word communication, because manipulation, as we've said many times, cannot occur without communication. So when we're talking about communication, you may be thinking that we are talking about communication. All this stuff, it happens in many different ways. And if we, as we pointed out in the past, manipulators can take advantage of things and stuff and environments, locations, other people. There are a lot of things that they can take advantage of to manipulate you. One of the most commonly used and most powerful ones is the idea of communication, how they talk to you, how they listen to you. And remember, you cannot not communicate. So even if they're showing you nothing, if they're just standing there looking at you, 
for communicating something. And you know that better than anybody. But there's some overt things, like the, not only the way they talk to you, but certain words that they use, even in talking to you. It's not just what they say, but certain words. that it's a word choice. It, yeah, word choice. They're yeah. very adept. So manipulators oh. are typically charismatic and highly mm. intelligent. We need to remind you of that. Yeah. These are no dummies. These are not dummies. You yeah. have to be smart to keep track of all the ins and outs that a manipulator has to do. So, mm-hmm. but I think Dennis about looking up the thesaurus, right? When you think about a, a manipulator, they have a thesaurus in their brain yeah. Yeah. of word choices. So yeah. Yeah. they could be talking about something as simple as you're talking, you're walking. Yeah. And then they'll pull up all the words and say, oh, chatting, oh, verbose, mm. or loquacious, or um, diarrhea mouth, you know, yeah. that for somebody who talks yeah. too much, yeah. no. it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. But they're, yeah. but that's what we're talking about. The word choice, walking, yeah. she lumbered in or she yeah. shuffled in. Yeah. You don't even see that sneaking up on you, but those words have a different feeling, a yeah. different Describing somebody like, just to describe Robin. Well, Robin's very talkative, as opposed to chatty or friendly or forthcoming. Talkative can mean different thing to different people. And each one of those words is chosen very carefully because they know the impact it's going to have on you or another person who they are using to influence you. Surrogates, yeah. we've talked about that before. Yes. So, uh, Robin, while you were saying that, I'm thinking it's not just with People who want people who are really there to, to manipulate. Sometimes it comes from uh, a, a mass media, from ad- advertising. Even I think of how many times in one of my first word first learned about the use of the word lemony. What the heck? Was that, they were advertising some cleaning something or other, and it's got a very lemony smell. And on the on the compute on the uh, product was a picture of a lemon. There's no lemon anything in that thing. But the word lemony lets them get away with it. If like it's the that, new word lemon. ish, right? They People add to, ish at the it's, end. It's, or it's chocolatey. <laughs> so they have to put those words together carefully because they know if they said it's chocolate or it's lemon, you would have to have that in the product. But they manipulate your thinking about lemon and chocolate by using, well, they're sometimes they're called weasel words. They're able to get out of it by just... I love that weasel word. Or weasels. They get a bad rap. Oh, weasels are nasty little creatures, I think. Hey, Dennis, we have a question. Okay, go ahead. Can someone's lack of communication be a form of manipulation? For example, ghosting. Well, ghosting itself is a form of manipulation, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, and it's powerful. Sure. All of a sudden, like I said, not communicating is communicating. Right. So when someone ghosts you, darn well, you're being somehow or another told something about yourself. You're being oh, manipulated yeah. in some way. So someone can, someone with a lack of communication, well, we all have communication in one way or the other. If you're saying someone who doesn't have a big vocabulary or who hasn't had a lengthy education or something, the answer is still yes. Absolutely. Anyone can be a manipulator. So you don't have to be using formal language or specific tactics to be a manipulator. Sometimes you don't know even what you're doing, but you do it because it works. And we are talking about, we talk about manipulators being that person who just want, ultimately want control. They have, a, they have an intent. They have a strategy. There are people who just manipulate in the moment as well. 
doesn't yeah. matter. Nobody wants to be manipulated, whether it's somebody who wants to get you in deep or whether it's in the moment. But Dennis, what you just brought up, that whole thing about not communicating made me think of a recent example of a woman I'm coaching who works in a very male-dominated industry. She's 35 years old. She's blonde. She's cute. And they're the, the leader of the company, very higher up guy, never shakes her hand or looks her in the eye for some reason. And he literally will introduce himself to every, every other person. Like at the holiday party, to me, it was really obvious. He shook all the men's hands and then just kind of passed her up. Mm. So that's communicating, right? But what is it communicating? We don't know for sure. It could be communicating. You're not important. I don't like you. But more than likely, I told her, I think he gets uncomfortable. Maybe post me too. He doesn't really know what to do. But no matter. I said, when this happens, she's got to make sure that her hand gets shaken. She looks him in the eye. She uses his name. So I said, you smile. You say his name. You put stick your hand out. You don't ever let him get away with that again. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Many reasons. All those observers who are observing that happen are then going to have an opinion of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? They're, they're going to think, well, why is that? They're going to make up reasons, stories, whatever. It's not going to help her. It's only going to hurt her. Yeah. yeah. So it's very important that she take control of the situation. And not allow it. And also, when you allow something like that, do you think it gets better? Do you <laughs> think all of a sudden he's going to pivot and and come to get his message? No, he's not going to get no. The no, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So she's got to not allow it, and which can feel quite uncomfortable for someone who, well, first of all, she already feels like he's way he's like six layers above her, and it's awkward and uncomfortable, even though. Those are important words. Even though, even though it's uncomfortable, you have to do right by yourself. You have to take care of yourself, which means not being complicit in whatever's happening if it's not right. I've been thinking about it. We don't like to talk about politics on our show. We're not going to really, but <laughs> because, first of all, I wish we could because they are such. But anyway, here's an example. I want you to think with no names, of course, because you've heard this many times, many different politicians at every level, they might get asked a question, a question about, are you going to vote for this bill? Now, the answer requires a yes or no. That would give you the answer. Instead, you hear a word like this to say, I've reviewed this bill and in a large part, I'm in favor of it. In favor, even a large, even if you're in favor a little bit, favor is intended to imply that I like it, I will vote for it. Chances are they won't vote for it, but by saying I'm in favor of it, it makes them feel better and impresses a certain audience, audience they're looking to impress. So we see this kind of thing all the time in politics. And I want you to be aware of it as you're listening to us. As you see the, the news tonight or whatever you're watching, if you do, notice how what words people are choosing to answer the question, if they even answer the question, how do they answer the question? What words are they using in response to the actual question that gets asked? Manipulation happens all the time, every day, every hour of the day when you talk about politics. There's going to be a lot of examples for you for that. You can really practice your skills just by closely listening to, oh, that's an interesting word choice. Um, You know, know, Rob, 
there are times when folks, we, we, we don't want to give the impression that it, it, it's just manipulators who do this nasty stuff. Sometimes even the best of us, perhaps yourself, manipulate. We I all mean, do. What? We all do. We all do. That's right. That's exactly right. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. And those of you, even if you're not, I was going to say parents, but even if you're not a parent, chances are you have said something to a child, particularly, about the existence of the Easter Bunny, right? Or Santa Claus, okay? Oh, you have to go to bed early tonight because, you know, Santa's coming. Well, tomorrow when the Easter Bunny comes at the time, and the kid just takes it in. Now, do you regard yourself as being a manipulator because you did that to someone? You made them think a particular way? There are a lot of things like that that we just do and say in order to achieve a particular impact and effect on another individual or even for our own benefit. Is that manipulation, Robin? Robin, what do you think? Is that manipulation? I mean, so this is the thing. I think that it is. And I did not tell my kids there was a Santa Claus because as it depends on the personality of the child, how they perceive it. I felt very lied to when I found out the truth and I was very angry. Most kids don't feel that way, but I did. And yeah, so, but it's, it's, it's goes back to intention. Like you said, Dennis, but I'll tell you, the book will really help you have self-awareness. I found myself speaking to a client who asked me to do something that asked me to, I don't know, write something down or put something together. I forget what it was. It wasn't, I was doing a, like a pro bono thing. So I said to her, sure, I guess I could struggle through that. And I immediately caught myself. And I said, wow, that was really manipulative of me. I told her and she laughed. She thought that was so funny. And she said, I said, you notice how I manipulate, I was being manipulative because I used the word struggle. And as soon as I said, sure, I can struggle through that. She goes, oh, well, I don't want you to struggle, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I, but I, I, again, it happens so easily. Mm-hmm. So one of the things when you're raised by a manipulator, you learn how to manipulate. And I'll flat out say, I could not have, written this book if I didn't know how to manipulate. By the way, it comes in really handy when I'm negotiating contracts, but forget about that for now. I don't have malicious intent. Well, that, and that's the point. That's the point. Yes. Let me, let me stop you right there because that's, we want you to know. Yes, we all manipulate in one way or another. We all do it on the craziest things and the simplest things. The one I gave you was easy. We all know that one. But we do it in so many different ways all the time, every day. Does that mean we're manipulators? Well, yeah, I suppose so. But not according to the definition that we're using for what we're talking about. When we're talking about a manipulator, we're talking about someone who does things like that we've been talking about, does things like that for purpose of controlling another person for their own benefit. They don't care what happens to the other person. It's nefarious intent. And And it's not just one time. It's over and over. As we said, it can sometimes go on for a year before you begin to feel it or a lifetime. Because you begin to, but you always feel it. You feel uncomfortable. That didn't seem, I don't know. It feels weird. Remember what we told you about that? Anytime it feels weird, write it in your notes. Make a note of it. Because it's going to be a pattern, Robin. I just want to just finish this thought. It's going to be a pattern of things that happen. 
It will not be one thing because a real manipulator, like we're talking about, over and over, they want to control you, your emotions, your behavior, your finances, who knows what. And they don't care what happens to you. It's all in their benefit. And I'm sorry, Robin, go ahead. Well, one of the fears that you have as a mother are your children being manipulated. It's a real fear. And I tried to make my kids immune to it, which has its own parenting challenges when you try to manipulate them later. But forget that for now. I showed my kids how easy it was to manipulate people. I did one example. We were in a thrift shop and I said, watch me make somebody buy this sweater. Watch mm. how I do it. I picked up the sweater. I looked it over. I oohed and odd about it. I talked about the color. I talked about the brand. Mm. I said, gosh, I wish it was my size. And it's a shame because it's such a good mm -hmm. price. I laid it down, walked away. I said, okay, look, this woman raced over grabbed it and threw it in her cart. Mm -hmm. Didn't even look at it, just threw mm -hmm. it in her cart. So I said, I don't, I didn't care about that sweater at all, but that's how easy it is because the, what we're really trying to do here is I'm concerned that people don't think enough. They're not conscious enough. They're not paying attention enough. And it's only getting worse with more passive social media scrolling and watching two things on TV. There's no active critical thinking going on. What we're helping you to do is have these active critical thinking skills. Now, I could have piqued my curiosity if I overheard somebody do that. And I'd go over and look at it. Well, it's not my size or I don't know what she saw on that. I'd use my own critical thinking skills to assess it. Didn't happen. She immediately threw it in her cart. We had another situation in City Hall, City Hall Plaza, downtown Boston, at a back-to-school event. There were about 50 people standing in a long line for a tent. Long line, single file line, and it kept growing. More people kept getting in the line. I walked with my kids up to the line. I said, what are you guys standing in line for? I don't know. They're giving away something for free. We asked five different people along the line. And I said, okay, th this is lemmings. This is lemmings. I said, we're not waiting in this line. I went right up to the front of the line, went right up to the tent. I said, what's going on here? He goes, uh. We're handing out water bottles in a few minutes. I said, that's it? He said, yeah. I said, all these people are standing in line for a water bottle. He goes, yeah, I don't think they know what they're standing in line for. Yeah, yeah. How often does that happen? That you see something off the floor Why? Why do people do this? That's great. It sounds like it's free. Nothing is free, right? Every time you sign up for something that's for free, either you're going to get advertisements for the next two years, which just takes your time, that's not free. Or yes. you find out that, well, it's free after the initial subscription or right. something. Very easy to manipulate with words like free and lucky and open. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And we got a question and we got only a couple minutes. We're going to bring on our guest. Let's see. All right. I have a friend who puts me down by saying things like it must be nice to have so much free time to contrast her life as a busy professional. I feel awkward calling her on it, though. How can I how can I bring it up? Yeah, I have people say that too. Not how much, how, how, not the free time thing, but just that whole thing where like they say something about your life. Like it must be nice yeah, to yeah. have blah, blah, blah. Something, maybe something you worked really hard for mm -hmm. and they make it seem like you just lucked into it. It just fell in your lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be nice to have such, so much free time. No such thing as free time. What happened, it's earned time. It's time that you worked hard to get. And to them, it may seem free, but to you, it cost a lot. And 
it may only be free from their perspective because what you do with your free time may be a lot of work. It may be something that you're doing that you enjoy and you've earned it. So, so Dennis, you know, it what, must what, be so nice for you to have so much free time. Yeah, really. What you I suggest Dennis? to this person in Cambridge, coming from Cambridge, what I'd suggest is that how can I bring it up to her? Ask her for her definition of free or him for his definition of free time. What does free time mean? How do you see free time? What do you regard as free time? Don't you have free time? You you find that if you get into a, a discussion about definition for such things as free time, mm-hmm. it'll lead you to an easier position in dealing to some with someone like that. Because what's free to them may not be free to you. What's free may have taken an awful lot of work to get to make it available. Because free is a manipulative word, like Robin was saying with the water bottle. Free is manipulative. Not free. You earned it. And it's not. Or if it's truly free, you can bet it comes with strings. There's something on it. So I wouldn't worry about Dennis always has the nice response. You should show you. If you want the nice response, go to Dennis. If you want the more direct response. (laughs) Where do we go? Oh, oh, golly. I would say, yeah, it's actually fantastic to have so much free time. Why don't you have so much? Why don't you have any free time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Poor time management, maybe? No. Anyway. (laughs) Well, listen, the point we're making with this portion of today's show is about words and how they contribute to the communication of manipulation. And words have a lot of power, a lot of power. It doesn't seem that way because it's only a word lumbering or talkative or free. Any It can pe- practically take any word and make it manipulative. Yes. They Especially when you add tone, good. right? They're very <laughs> good at it. It's not just the word. Sometimes the way the word is said, like Robin was just saying, it could be tone. It could, it could carry a facial expression with it. How do you have so much free time? Free time as though there's something more nefarious behind it. All of that stuff we've talked about before, facial expression, tone of voice, how it's positioned in the sentence itself. There's a lot that goes into it, and manipulators know all of it. We want you to be aware that they have that power, even with a single word, not just a whole nefarious tactic. But Start listening word. carefully for those word choices. Makes a big difference. All right, great. We... But we want to thank you for being here, each of you as, who has been with us. And to join us again, but in the meantime, thank you for being with us today. And on behalf of my colleague, Robin Galinsky, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for listening and bye for now. Goodbye. Thank you for being with us today on today's episode of Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time. Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time when Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time.